Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. How can you get 2022 off to a good start spiritually, for your spiritual life? You know, it's the season when everyone is thinking about New Year's resolutions and, you know, they want to lose weight or they're going to exercise, they're going to eat better, do certain house projects. We got all these plans for 2022, but what is your plan spiritually? What are you going to do so that you know you're going to be walking closer to the Lord on December 31st, 2022 than you were on January 1st, 2022? How do we develop a simple plan, really basic, but stuff that's going to really help us in our daily walk with the Lord? That's what I want to talk about this week's podcast. And I was reminded of this because I, on, a, on a natural level, I, I learned this lesson. Uh, with my boys being out of school, my college son is back and he loves to work out and uh, we would often work out together, but you know he's been away a while and, and I got out of the routine the last couple of months. Uh, I had a lot of travel, I was sick for a little bit, I had a bunch of deadlines at the end of the year and so it was really awesome to be able to go almost every day over the break here with my boys to, to the gym and get back into the rhythm as we are going into 2022 now. And I think that's the same thing in the spiritual life. You know, we can get out of rhythm. We can get out of sync. We can kind of get into a rut in the spiritual life where we're, we're, we're doing spiritual things, but our heart's not in it. We're, we're just not, you know, feel like we're just going through the motions. How do I rekindle that devotion at the beginning of this new year? That's what we're going to take a look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and I hope you had a, a very blessed Christmas season, and and I hope your new year is off to a good start. Uh, in the three household, it was it was awesome. I, I realize I'm old, though. I realize I'm old. You know, here's why. Uh, people would ask me, "Hey, how, how how's Christmas going?" And I would say, "Oh, it's awesome. Everyone's back home now." And I remember thinking, "Wait, that's what my mom says." <laughs> <laughs> As my mom always says, when we always come back home to Chicago and all the families together, oh, everyone's back home again. And and I'm saying that now because I have two children off at college, only two uh, out of our eight children. Uh, but nevertheless, their presence is definitely missed. And uh, and we, we just had a lot of fun time around the table, playing games and uh, meals together. And just for me as a dad, seeing everyone all together, seeing them laughing together, seeing them making fun of each other or fighting even, you know, it was like actually a great joy just seeing the whole family uh, together again over the Christmas holidays was just was just wonderful. Some of you uh, sent me messages, by the way, and I want to thank you. You listened to my short little episode from last week, my little Christmas New Year's message where I brought had my daughters and uh, and my son Paul who actually did a little performance. So that was that was a, a short little episode to offer a Christmas greeting. So with a little music uh, from the three family. Uh, so thanks for for those kind messages back on that. I want to start off 2022 in the show uh, just doing something that I do from time to time, but we're going to start here. I'm going to just throw out any questions that the listeners have, any questions about any of the themes we've looked at in recent months on the spiritual life, on the Bible, anything or that's just on your mind, any questions you want to send me, you can send those to info.edwardsree at gmail.com. So any questions about your Catholic faith? Uh, about how to live it, about marriage, about parenting, about virtue, about the saints, the spiritual life, you know, all the themes we talk about in All Things Catholic. It's All Things Catholic. So all kinds of things. Go to info.edwardsree at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri at gmail.com. Send in your questions, and I'll answer those in the coming weeks ahead. So 
New Year's resolutions, again, we want to think about these things on a spiritual level. And I, I want to just caution you. I, I know sometimes people, when they, they make these big resolutions for a new year, good-heartedly, good Catholics want to apply this to their, their faith life. But they'll say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these books, or I'm going to join this class, I'm going to do this program. And, and it's all about doing something. And don't get me wrong, if you have that on your heart, run with it. It's a wonderful thing. But I want to encourage you to think about less of just like doing some big program or, you know, you know, doing some big class or, you know, something really big. It's what's more important is who you become. And is there something that is going to help really, you know, not, not just help you feel better about yourself. Well, I checked off the box. You know, I joined this class. I completed this course. I checked off the box. I joined this Bible study. I checked off the box. I, I read this book. I did this program, whatever it is. You know, is there something more that is actually going to deeply impact you to help you really live more deeply in Jesus Christ, to be more changed by him? Because who you become is really more important than what you do. God wants you to 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 be completely changed, transformed into his likeness, the scriptures tell us. And so I think, uh, you know, at moments like this, whether it's, you know, like a great season like Lent or Advent or, you know, here this moment, we're thinking about a new year. We come out of a little bit of a respite time where we had a little relaxation, pulling back from our daily routines. We could look ahead at, you know, this new year, how I want to live my life. I think it's it's very helpful just to go back to the basics, just really simple things to strengthen the foundations of our spiritual lives, to, to plant deeper roots in our spiritual life. So I'm going to throw out just three really basic things. They, they really are very basic, but if we can do them with a little more intentionality, uh, a little more devotion, reverence, fervor, maybe even more importantly, just do them with greater consistency. If we just do these three basic things, I, I think we're going to have a great 2022. I know the Lord will do great things in your soul. If you're faithful just to these three very simple things, they don't cost anything. They don't take a lot of time. They don't require a lot of work, uh, but they do require you to be present to our Lord. You ready? What are those three things? First, daily prayer. Daily prayer. So important. And you hear me talk about this all the time, but I tell you, I just meet so many Catholics that don't have a consistent prayer life. Uh, they love the Lord. They 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 believe in their Catholic faith, and they do a lot of things. They listen to Catholic radio. They listen to Catholic podcasts. They, uh, you know, maybe watch EWTN. They they do Catholic things in their parish. So they do Catholic things, but the idea of just spending quiet time with the Lord Jesus every day is hard for them. It's hard for them. Uh, and maybe you felt that. Maybe you feel like I I don't know what to do in prayer. I'm just, I feel like I'm just sitting there. I feel like I'm just wasting time. I've got a million things to do. And, you know, if I read this book, I read this good Catholic book, I feel like, oh, I got, I got something done. I read a chapter today. Or, you know, I, I, I showed up at the meeting at the parish, you know, so I, 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 I can check that box off. I feel like I accomplished something. Again, uh, this temptation to focus on doing something. Uh, I think just being present with the Lord in prayer is one of the most powerful things God can use in your life. To, to renew your marriage. <laughs> really, you'll, you'll be a better spouse if you spend more time with Jesus quietly in prayer. You'll be a better parent. You really will. You, you'll, you'll have more recollection, more to give from Christ in you if you have a daily prayer life. Uh, you'll be a better friend. You'll discern God's will better. You will find, be more likely to find your spouse if you have a daily prayer life or those of you that are single out there. You know, so really, I, I think having a daily prayer life is so crucial. And maybe you, you already have that, 
and you just need to you know, renew that commitment going into 2022. Maybe you had that at one time and you fell away. Maybe you had it into December, but then the last two weeks you've been a little out of your routine. You've been traveling. You've been feasting, You know, just out of the rhythm, and you just need to recommit to that. I just want to really emphasize how important having a daily prayer time is. Three things you need for a daily prayer life. Three things I want to highlight here. First, have a set time. Have a set time for daily prayer. Don't just say, oh, I'll I'll pray today, or I hope to fit it in at some point. If you don't have it in your schedule, it's probably not going to happen. You know, uh, in other words, like you you schedule appointments for those things that you you need to get done, that need to happen. You schedule the appointment with the doctor. You schedule appointment for your kids. You schedule meetings uh, in the office. And so if God is the most important thing in your life, do do you have a regular appointment with him? Do you make it a priority? Do you schedule it in? If you don't have time blocked off in your day that you know, I'm going to do this at this time, right when I get up in the morning, it's six o'clock in the morning, I'm going to pray, or I'm going to pray on my way to work, it's 7.30, you know, or I'm going to pray in the evening, or I'm going to pray at my lunch break, or I'm going to pray when the baby's nursing, or when my baby's sleeping, you know, I, but, but I, I have a commitment. I have, I have it scheduled. This is the most important thing. I need prayer. I need I need to be with the Lord. I think of it this way is there's an analogy we often used in in focus in the early days uh, about beans and rice. Did you know that you can take three quarter cups of beans and three quarter cups of rice and put them in one cup together? Is that amazing? Is that some spiritual miracle? No. You just have to put the beans in first. <laughs> if you put the beans in first, then the rice is smaller and can kind of come into all the little spaces around it and you can fit the three quarters of cup of of rice within the three quarter cups of the beans. And the same is true in the spiritual life. You may have a lot of things going on in your life. You've got to run the kids to school. You've got a bunch of meetings. You're taking classes. You're, you know, you got all this stuff. Your day is just packed. How can I possibly get some prayer time in? Well, if you put the prayer time in first, I just find God always makes it work out. It's just, I get things done still. I actually get more done, I find, when I actually take time to pray. So, you want to have a set time, and I think earlier in the day is better. Right when you get up, before you get to the office, or maybe right when you get to the office, if you're in a setting where you can pray, maybe at your office or something like that. Uh, but but whatever it is, I, I will tell you, in my own life, doing it the first thing in the morning has been so helpful. Whether it's praying right at home around my, my fireplace in the morning, I have a nice little cup of coffee, and I've got my Bible, my devotional books, and just be able to pray quietly right there. I'm blessed to work at an office where we have a, a, a chapel, a big chapel with the Blessed Sacrament there. Uh, and so I used to be in the routine of praying at the office uh, and going right to the Blessed Sacrament. But I'll be honest, in my life, I find that once I'm in the office, my mind goes to office mode. Even my drive up to the office, I'm in office business mode and I'm thinking about all the things I have to do. I find it's just better for me to pray even before I walk in the office. So I'll actually go to a chapel right by my house. Uh, and I'll do my morning prayer there many times. And then I drive in on my way in, I maybe do a phone call or I'm thinking about the day and like, I, I, but I, but I'm doing it with, on the basis of prayer. I didn't put prayer later. I just find I'm more distracted. If I pray later in the day and my mind's already in business mode or all the things I got to get done, my to-do list meetings, I have to say, I can't forget to tell this person this or request this. And, you know, I, like my, my mind is running like that. It's harder for me to then just pull out of that and enter into nice, quiet prayer time. So I really like doing it early in the morning before my day gets gets off and, and off to the races. I think a second thing about prayer is you want to have a set place. You want to have a set place to pray. 
whether that's at home, you can pray in your home. I mentioned praying around my fireplace. I've done that for many, many years. Um, maybe it's a Blessed Sacrament Chapel. That's where I tend to do most of my prayer time now. Uh, maybe it's you know at your office. Maybe you you're, you're in a situation where you could sit, close the door, and you can actually pray in your office. Hey, that that would that works. I don't think God minds where you pray. The key is do do you have a set time? And then usually, if you at least have a set place, it doesn't have to be that same place every time, but you generally have this, you kind of enter into a rhythm, you know, this is the space where I tend to pray. Uh, Again, at home, at work, in a chapel. Um, But I I do think praying before the Blessed Sacrament is a a great thing. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. But I want to highlight, what do you do when you pray? You know, when this is the third point. So I have a set time. Have a set place, but what do you do when you pray? I want I want to encourage you resist the temptation to just do something. I think again, that's what many people. Do. I'm going to go into the chapel. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to read this great spiritual book, or I'm going to just read the Bible. And resist the temptation to make your prayer time mostly just reading something. Uh, resist the temptation to make your prayer time study hall. Take time, time to listen to God time to ponder the truths that are revealed. If you're reading scripture or if you're reading something from a spiritual book, maybe just read a few lines and then pause and sit for several minutes in quiet, asking the Lord, how does this apply to my life? Lord, what what are you trying to say to me through these words here, especially in scripture? You know, there's many different methods of prayer, uh, Ignatian meditation. You can look that up, you know, where you put yourself in the scene, you imagine the biblical scene that you're reading uh, and imagine Jesus, you know, asking you like he did the the, the paralyzed man, do you want to be healed? <laughs> you know, uh, and then you tell the Lord, yes, I do. <laughs> and in this way, Lord, you know, or whatever biblical scene, you can put yourself there. You know, we just had Epiphany recently and imagine being one of the Magi and you're coming to bring gifts to the baby Jesus. What would you say to Mary? What would you say to Jesus? That's Ignatian kind of prayer where you're putting yourself in the scene and imagining what you would do. Uh, in that. And that's a beautiful way. There's Lexio Divina, another kind of way of using scripture. And again, you can look at these online to learn more about them. Uh, you can learn about Lexio Divina. You know, um, there's a wonderful book my, my good friend Tim Gray wrote uh, that Ascension Press put out on praying scripture for a change, uh, where it's all about how to pray Lexio Divina, where you're you're reading a line from scripture, you listen to God, you ask the Lord you know, how this might apply to your life, and then you make some kind of resolution. So there's a whole kind of method. I, I'm just really giving you a brief brief account of Lexio Divina here. Um, but but again, the point is that you're not just reading something. Sometimes people will use their prayer time. They'll spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day, but they're just reading, and, and they're not taking as much time to listen to God, allowing God to speak into the life. They're not taking time to talk to Him, to share their needs with Him. So I, I really want to encourage just that time to, even if you just show up and you just talk to Him, you don't even have a book. You're just there telling him you love him. You're, you're telling him you're sorry for your sins. You're thanking him, just thanking him for many things. I just did that on the 31st of December, really thanking the Lord for many blessings from the last year. And and then pouring out your heart to him, interceding for other people, bringing petitions for your own life. This is a beautiful way to just spend time with the Lord as opposed to just reading and feeling like I have to do something. Remember, who you become is more important than what you do. And allow Jesus to to change you. Allow Jesus to form you so that you become the man, the woman God has made you to be. 
So daily prayer, that's the first practice. I'll just briefly mention two others here, and then we'll, but these are more straightforward. So visit the Blessed Sacrament is point number two. If you just can make a short visit for just two, three, five minutes, you know, on a regular basis, if you can just stop by your church when you're running errands or you're, you're, you're driving to work, you're, you're picking up the kids, you know, uh, there's a, a wonderful tradition of just going and making a short visit. Uh, it's wonderful. I know when I'm praying at my local parish, there's this family that comes in every morning. Uh, and it's just so beautiful. I've told the mom how beautiful this is. She just comes in. She brings the kids in. This is before school. They just stop into the Blessed Sacrament Chapel where there's Eucharistic adoration, and they just kneel down for just like maybe two minutes. It's really short. And then their father happens to be in the chapel too, and they all say goodbye to dad and and then uh, as he goes off to work. And, and it's just a wonderful thing that bringing the children right before the Blessed Sacrament each day, and I know that's not easy. Uh, it can be really difficult, you know, to kind of make that, but well, what a gift that is to Jesus. So whether you have kids or just yourself, if you can have some time on a regular basis in front of the Blessed Sacrament, maybe, maybe it's just you getting there once a week. I know Beth, in our early years, it was really hard, you know, and with the younger kids, getting them to be quiet in an adoration chapel when everyone's looking at you, you know, it's kind of can kind of be hard. But I know that we would give. I would on Monday nights, I would just say, "Hey, you go to do a holy hour. I get to do one at work. You can go, and I'll do, I'll watch the kids." And so that's a wonderful gift, husbands, that you can give your wife is I will watch the kids so that you can get a holy hour in this week. What a great gift you can give your spouse. Um, maybe you could do your daily prayer there. You know that if that works in your life, that that's a wonderful thing to do your daily prayer uh, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So that's a second little basic practice. So daily prayer and some kind of visit to the Blessed Sacrament, whether it's a short visit, you know, during the week, a couple times a week, maybe every day if you can, a very short visit or one longer extended holy hour at least. Once a week would be a wonderful thing. Uh, do your prayer time. There's some kind of time in front of Jesus, His very presence. This is the same Jesus that was in Galilee 2000 years ago that was teaching people that was they were he was he was teaching them the the way of the christian life and do you want to be taught then be near jesus be near his presence this is the jesus that healed people do this is jesus that helped them in their sufferings do you have burdens that you're carrying bring them to the one who said my burden is easy my yoke is light come and follow me he wants to he wants to lift those burdens from me he wants to help you carry those crosses come to him he's longing longing for you to spend time with him in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. Lastly, confession. Work in confession into your life. Maybe you don't have a regular routine of confession. Maybe you just go when you happen to remember. Well, kind of like that appointment we talked about, I think it's great to have an appointment with confession, with Jesus in the confessional. Uh, once a month is a great, a great place to start. There are many people that go twice a month. There are many people that go every week. Some of the great holy saints, uh, like John Paul II, went every day. And if you don't have enough sin in one month's time to bring to the confessional, if you don't have enough sin to bring to the confession within one month, please email me because I want to meet you. That means you're a saint. You're amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I, but I know we all do, right? Uh, we all have enough sin. Find the time when your church offers confession. Find a way to get there. And if your church doesn't offer confession at a good time for you, you don't have to go to that church. There's other churches around. Make it a priority to go to that sacrament of healing. It's not just a sacrament where you get your sins pardoned. It, it is that, and that, that kind of gets you a fresh start. But it's also a sacrament of healing. It's where we we experience the graces that strengthen us. We're made stronger in Christ. 
so we can overcome those sins we keep struggling with. So on one hand, yes, don't don't delay confession because you want to keep those burdens of sin in your heart all those weeks and weeks and months and months. You want to you want to you want to get rid of them. You want them to be forgiven. You want that peace that Jesus gives to those who come to the sacrament of confession. But at the same time, there's many graces that help us in our walk with the Lord. And so going to confession on a regular basis not only brings forgiveness, it also gives us grace to be strengthened in the Lord so that we can live the Christian life well, that we can overcome those sins and weaknesses and, and battle those temptations better in the future. So if you really want to grow in your spiritual life, make confession a part of your regular routine. All right, so those are some basic, really basic kind of foundational practices. Doesn't require any money, doesn't require a lot of extra time. Uh, you know, it, It's not about doing something as much. These are just simple things to be in the presence of the Lord with daily prayer, with some kind of visit to the Blessed Sacrament where you're in his very real presence, his very body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, and then experiencing his healing and forgiving presence in the Sacrament of Reconciliation by going to confession once a month. All right, my friends, I hope this has been helpful for you. Remember, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, any other episode, or just anything, in all, it's all things Catholic, right? So any questions about your Catholic faith, send them to me at info.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri at gmail.com, and I'll start taking those in future episodes in the coming weeks. Thanks so much, and God bless.